Welcome. This is the Live Loud podcast, the podcast in which we explore everything that has to do with the Live Loud lifestyle, which means going hard and getting the max out of life. My name is Johnny and I host this show together with Peter, MC Deviate. And um, well, just like last time when we had Frequencers and uh, Rejecta here, Peter is not here. And there is a very, very sad reason for that. Peter, how are you doing? No worries. <laughs> but um, since uh, somebody in my uh, inner circle was tested positive, uh, I took some precautions and that's why I'm not there. So uh, better safe than sorry. So because you care a lot about the health of me and Maddox, <laughs> you try to stay home. Thank you, man. Health, so that's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Awesome. And uh, I already introduced our uh, uh, the artist we have today, and I'm very, very honored to have this icon of the hardcore scene uh, in the Live Loud podcast. Uh, Mad Dog, welcome. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, as right. always. Hey, um... Uh, uh, you have been a, a decibel regular for a long time. Yeah. But before we go into your experience at decibel, let's let's first start with the beginnings. How did you ever end up in the hardcore scene? Where did you start? Well, I started like it was '93. I had like 13 years old, and um, I'm from Rome. Yeah. Okay. And in Rome, we had this beautiful uh, radio station um, called uh, Virus. Uh-huh. And um, and on on this program, virus they were used to play hardcore music, techno music, trance music, progressive, everything, you know. And uh, well, I got in touch with hardcore from 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 that radio show, and uh, and after that, uh, I went to the from the vinyl shop, which mm-hmm. is a pretty historical vinyl shop in in Rome, which is called uh, Remix. Yes. And after that, you know, you caught the virus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> the well, hardcore virus. <laughs> <laughs> well, so wrong probably. name <laughs> in the wrong period, but. Yeah. <laughs> so the, 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 when you were listening, to, I remember listening to the radio in the in the '90s, and I always had a cassette player. Yeah. Going on. Did you also try to record the songs definitely. on a cassette player? Yeah, definitely, and <laughs> cut everything, of course. Uh, yeah, 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 and uh, eventually, like after. Uh, it was 93, around 98, 99, uh, I had my own radio show in, in the same station, you know. Nice. Uh, all, it was pretty, pretty good, pretty nice. Nice time. Yeah. And uh, uh, I uh, read that you were both a promoter yeah. of the, 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 the hardcore in Italy yeah. uh, and a producer. Did those two mix? No, definitely not. Not at all. That's why I quit with a, with a promoter thing. Because also, I mean, uh, again, uh, before 2000, so at the end of the 90s, Rome was pretty, pretty big as a electronic scene. We had a lot of progressive trends, techno and hardcore uh, events. And uh, we were used to do this big party called uh, Pronto Soccorso Rave, mm-hmm. which means like uh, first hate rave and um we were used to have like four thousand people every time but at one point we uh, tried to make something even bigger but we had some problem and we lose all our money (laughs) (laughs) so i had to go back and um instead of you know start it again uh the 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 promoter thing i I said okay let's quit everything and let's start a a producer dj career better yeah and uh, Focus more on. 
I can music. tell I, I it was a good choice. <laughs> yeah, because like like to be a promoter is like a gamble, you know, and it's really difficult, especially out of Holland. I mean, here is like a culture, you know, be on a party, uh, festivals. It's really part of this culture since 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 years, since yes. uh, the the beginning of the 90s. But in in Italy and let's say in the rest of the Europe, it's like a wave. Sometimes you have a lot of people that are coming to your parties and in some period, no one wants to go to work or parties anymore. So you, it's not steady like here. Right, yeah. So you cannot budget on it and you cannot count on it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so then you started to make hardcore and um, uh, I, I read somewhere that you said you found your voice in 2006 as a producer, as a hardcore producer. That's true, that's true. Uh, before uh, 2006, in my opinion, you know, some some of the guys say that uh, some people say that my my music was better before mm-hmm. that period Always, yes. in my opinion for, for for my own taste and it's my own music so uh, <laughs> i prefer the 2006 until later. now period you know because back then i was just trying to uh, mimic the big hits of that period like uh, the neo fighters uh, stuff mm-hmm. and at one point around 2006 i decided i even decided to quit with, with hardcore and with music in general you know and um it was now it was around, around 2004 and i said okay i want to take i want to quit everything but you know passion was really big on me yeah, and i couldn't quit that easy and so uh I started again, but with a with a fresh mind, you know, mm-hmm. without thinking to mimic some other tracks. Right. And I just did what what was good for me and uh, what what I was lacking in that period. And uh, and uh, nothing. And uh, and tracks after tracks, I'm here. I yeah, mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So and 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 that's really interesting because how would you describe your your uh, your style in 2006? Well, uh, I had. Mm, it was more kind of how can, can I say without rules let's say okay <laughs> right. without following certain standards like uh, you need the, this kind of melodies uh, you need this kind of kick drums or you need you have to do this kind of breakdown and well, I was just like uh, doing music as, uh, or, or just right. trying to express the vision of, of my hardcore vision in, in music you know and um, so I did but I have to say also that to really express what you have inside, you need a lot of skills. And to um, True. for that, you need time, you know? I yeah. mean, when so, you so you had a period where you kind of developed your skills by copying exactly. other, yeah. other people and yeah. then you found your own voice. Yeah. What, I re- what I found always found amazing about artists is that um, it, it sounds like a choice between I have to be commercially following the expectations to make money or I have to make my own music. But if you're a good artist, yeah. in your case, you usually you find your own voice and it becomes yeah, commercially it viable. It is, but at one point you you have to get rid of uh, that thing that you have to mimic others. Yes. Because if you want to be um, uh, different from other artists, at one point you really have to make your own uh, sounds and your your own tracks, your own vision. I mean, otherwise you will never stand up. You know, because there are many good artists, and good producers, and uh, and uh, you, if you want to stand up, you have to do something different. If you want to do something different, you should, in my opinion, again, 
that you should uh, create your own rules and your own your own sounds. Yeah, and that's it. And that's always amazing when you uh, get that to happen. I really, I really love and admire that in artists that are able to take the risk, but also from their own passion for the music, their own vision. So, uh, yeah, so that's it's amazing. Uh, uh, it's a challenge sometimes, you know. True, and, uh, yeah. it, it costs, in my opinion, sometimes costs also money because instead of uh, doing uh, what is more sellable in a certain period, mm -hmm. you try something else. But trying something else means also spend a lot of time. And that time, instead of being invested in a more commercialable track, you're trying to, you know, experiment something else. It's what I'm doing right now, for yeah. instance. Like, But it's what the, the scene needs to grow and to, yeah. to be relevant and interesting. In my opinion, yes. I mean, th this is what, what, what other artists did in the past. If mm -hmm. you look at, uh, I don't know, PCP and uh, Roughneck and Promo and uh, you know, Vite and all the big artists, uh, they all did something different at one point. They all invest their own time to, uh, you know, something different yeah and it and uh, there is even a bigger picture there because it also it th this also happens in hip-hop in yeah. rock in yeah. country everything if you yeah, want yeah. to stay relevant as an uh, as an art form uh, you need to uh, uh, go to the next level yeah it's sometimes it's also a risk because in, in the beginning some some people doesn't really understand what you're doing True, and yeah. uh, you get some you know negative feedbacks but and, and, you know it's part of the journey it's mean. part of the journey and also it's part of the live loud uh, uh, lifestyle peter peter when did uh, uh mad doc uh, uh became visible on your I radar did, yeah well um, uh, i i've i've known him for many years but i wanted to talk about um how uh, sometimes you innovate and you have to innovate as an artist and you have to stand out and create your own identity uh, that's um, that will always be a thing that will eventually lead to success. If I look at, uh, for example, MCs that do their own thing, that thing that makes them that certain MC, uh, they will always stand out. MCs that copy other MCs, yeah. not so much. Yeah, you do, you don't so, last for 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 that long. I mean, uh, no, you won't last for that long. And and things. Things can evolve uh, mm -hmm. music-wise as well because if I if I look at the, the decibel anthem uh, yeah. I did with Zani and Max Enforcer in 2011 when we played it for the first time live, somebody recorded it, put it on YouTube, <laughs> and everybody was hating on it, yeah. hating, 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 hating on it. And if you play that track now <laughs> on a full main stage of decibel, yeah. it's it's. It's a big hit. So it is. It is. I mean, uh, you see, and that's 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 sometimes I agree. Sometimes you have to take risks to book success. Yeah, yeah it's not easy also to let all the all the crowd to understand what you want to do. You know, I mean, there are so many people, mm -hmm. especially right now. You know, so different mindsets, and it, it's fine. I mean, uh, is it's, it's a risk that, as Peter said, that you have to take if you wanna. If you know, succeed in something, you know, especially in music. Yeah. So, so we we uh, kind of touched on the subject of uh, of decibel. You were there for the first time in two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think two thousand eight. I'm not really good. Uh, I, I really have a <laughs> short memory, like a redfish memory. I'm really bad with that. But I think it was last years ago. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, th I think we have some uh, footage from two thousand and ten. Uh, we're gonna watch right now. In the night, I'm uh, okay. In the night. 
Yeah, I remember, I remember uh, that shirt. <laughs> it's bold. The, the shirt says minimalist. Uh, Minimal my ass. Minimal that, my ass. Yeah. That was like uh, uh, really uh, a boom in that period in Italy uh, about minimal. And, and they, they were all listening minimal and uh, it was really too minimal for me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Damn, I was young at that time. We all were. Yeah. Did you share a stage with uh, MCDV8? Yeah, a lot of times at Decibel. We, we did the, the, the main stage. I uh, don't remember exactly which year. I think 2014, maybe 15. We, we closed the main stage. Yeah, a little while, a little while back, yeah. Yeah, a little while back. But, but we also did a lot of small parties back then, Time Out for sure. And maybe the first yeah. time that I saw you was Time Out, maybe. And, uh, and others, you know. What, what's the, what, what, what? What kind of a DJ is uh, Mad Doc, uh, Peter? <laughs> the one who barks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, uh, he's a, uh, well, he's, yeah, his, I like his style because um, uh, the thing is, um, um, I do it as well. I listen to like a lot of other genres like rock and uh, within rock, very, very various things. And he does the same thing. And um, I recognize it in 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 the in the records he makes and in the music he plays. So um, that's why, uh, yeah, that's why I think he's uh, special because he's he's a bit like me. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I, I, especially like in, uh, like around 2006, 2007, I had my you know rock metal period where I was trying to you know uh, get my rock influences into my music so that's why for instance like I did uh, some Metallica covers and some yeah, I, I, uh, stuff. I know. heard the, the Slipknot Wait and Bleed. The Slipknot that was from 2017 but I, I, every year I try to you know do some official covers. And for, what's, the, for what's the challenge in uh, uh, what parts of the rock music do you try to incorporate into the hardcore? Uh, b b b b is it the energy? There are so is many. It? Yeah, the energy, of course. That 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 that's that's also something that I try always to um, to, to do in my music, to translate in my music, and you know the harmonies and uh, and especially to find a great uh, voice. And we have one of the best <laughs> voice in the in, in the scene because Peter has really a beautiful voice. He really can do everything he wants, and um, yeah. Right. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Absolutely true. So, do you? Uh, what? What's one of the more memorable moments you had on Decibel? Uh, for sure, the the, the closing, uh, the main stage, uh, because I was waiting for that main thing, main stage for for so long. You know, <laughs> it was like just very real goal of my career, and um, and it was it, it's so huge, man. Wow, yeah. it's beautiful, you know, and. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, Do you, can, can you, when you, th this is what I wonder, and, and maybe Peter, you know about this as well, this feeling. Can you comprehend when you stand on the podium what you're looking at when you're on the main stage? The, the, the audience, the, the energy, the vibe, does it, does it compute in your head what's happening at that moment? It depends. I mean, uh, there are parties where you have all the lights in front of you and you can't see a shit <laughs> for real. True, yeah. And, uh, but the decibel, I remember, I remember to, 
the end of the of of the stage and of the crowd you know so i mean i, I didn't had all, all that all those lights in in my on my face so it it, it was pretty good all right very good yeah it must be an amazing experience to uh, yeah it, it is, is because it is because you, it's not only the 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 people the the people you see the sight of the people mm. or the or the, the like a big crowd in front of you but it's also the the you can literally feel the love for the music in the air it's just it's happy faces everywhere it's it, it's everybody partying to the max it's just it's an indescribable feeling really it's true and, and it, that that sounds that sounds very cliche but, no, no, but it's it true. is the truth and also I want to add that it's really uh, special to close this kind of parties this big stage because it's like an achievement of your career you know and when you play uh, uh, I mean you like you go step back in on the year uh, uh, and you think okay I'm I'm here playing in front of all these people because it was a good year I mean I did something mm -hmm. good in the year you know so it's, it's an achievement like, it's an achievement really. yeah. and you can feel it during the set right I mean yeah. I can feel it during the set. <laughs> I don't know the others but that Yeah, and it, and it's uh, uh, again, it's the dedication and the passion and the love that you share with the people uh, yeah. standing in front Which of you. Which is the, the main thing. Uh, the, of course, that's also a thing that we missed uh, the last year. Uh, we yeah. couldn't perform. Um, how did you experience this uh, COVID years? Yeah, a lot of things changed in my life in these years, and uh, not just because of the gigs, you know. But I have to say that. Mm, I need it because I, because I mean, I started when I was 16. Right. So I had like almost 24 years of gigs. Nonstop. Oh, nonstop. Nonstop. And you're going all around the world, yeah. Asia, America. Yeah, especially in Europe, but of course also around the world. But it was really a lot, you know. And, um, and so I took this year uh, and a half to, um, to try something different in studio. And I'm now trying to make something slower and, uh, you know. And that's the new challenge. Because that's I, a new challenge. Yeah. What I, for what I understand, and Peter is more, uh, uh, has more knowledge about this than I do, but um, there is a, a, a trend to going faster and harder. That's why the new EP is called Down Tempo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, now, and we've talked about this in the beginning, it's now a challenge to see if you can yeah. create your own space again yeah. within those trends. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm trying to do. It's, it would be like a, a four or five track CP. It's called Down Tempo. And it goes from 144 until 162 BPM. So it's not that fast <laughs> compared to the um, nowadays arc, or which is... I, I, I like it. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I have nothing against the, 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 the high speed arc correctly. But of course not. It's in our, uh, it's one of our characteristics as a, as a genre to um, also um, develop that, that kind of BPM range. I mean, it's, it's something that we, we grew up also with, the, with that range. Hardcore came from, from, from that range, from that BPM range. So we shouldn't forget about it, you know? So we have to release music around that BPM in my opinion. Right, so is, is, is hardcore the BPM rate or is it something else? It's What makes definitely the something else. Right. No, it's not a BPM. Sometimes there are so many slow tracks that are harder than, than tracks at, at 
two and to 300 <laughs> BPM right. for sure, especially the new hardcore, which is just noise. Empty, so, empty, so uh, empty noise. <laughs> <laughs> true. So the 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 the, the lockdown you used. Uh, well, it's also kind of the live loud. Uh, mentality and and lifestyle to to reinvent something of yourself to find time for yourself and uh, uh, and develop in a yeah, certain way. Yeah, you said it before. It's about passion. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I've I've been driven by this passion since since, since when I was 13. You know, and uh, I'm still going here. I'm still here for that passion. I'm yeah. still trying to you know make this kind the different kind of music and hardcore for for that. Great. Uh, and now uh, we're already, I, I hope we're at the end of the COVID period and also, which means we can share more studio time with uh, with Peter <laughs> and uh, he can be here in the present, which is always much better than uh, at home. Uh, but we're also still going on when it comes to uh, Decibel 21. Uh, it's still in the running. So, um, uh, and you are going to do, uh, I think, two performances. Yeah. I have one performance on Saturday at the Harker stage, and again, so the the main stage on on Sunday with with uh, the player, which is a fantastic artist, which was the um, the artist who had did the verses at the first decibel. All right. Because in 2008, when you mentioned it, mm -hmm. my first time at decibel, it was Mad Dog and the player. So it's nice to, you know. <laughs> play with him again uh, on the main stage right so so peter what what uh, mad dog and uh, the player what makes them good together uh, <laughs> difficult question uh, how do you say it <laughs> we have the you're guaranteed to have a smashing closing set that's what makes them special together because they're both so experienced in what they do and um i I can't wait for them to take the stage because uh, it will not be a disappointment. <laughs> You're looking forward to it. By the way, by the way, by the way, can you guys hear the dogs barking in the background? Uh, I don't, but maybe the the the, uh, the listener yeah. can, and then it would be a nice uh, add-on to yeah, the. Yeah, it's ambience. a nice addition because I moved I moved to the quietest room in the house, and then. Out of nowhere, all the dogs in the neighborhood begin to bark. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, no. you know, we're here with Mad My Dog, and who, <laughs> yeah. who has his own label, <laughs> Dog yeah. Fight, so I think it's only appropriate. It's, it, it must have been. Um, are there any, are you going to try out or are going to show new concepts at the Decibel 21 uh, either, on either one of the stages? Yeah, I will definitely, uh, you know, if I finish, if it's finished. I will definitely play my, my new EP and uh, the, the slow one. And um, I'm curious to see the, the reaction, you know, to start at 140 BPM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no, well, would be like maybe the first 15 minutes. I don't know. Well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, uh, I, I, usually I don't make plan. You know, I don't like to do plan for my music, for my career, actually. I, I just think... Day by day, because if I do, if I if I make plan means also plans for me means also deadlines, and deadlines, in my opinion, is like the the, the death of creativity. You know, so right. Uh, I, I, I always I always used to work like this since since the beginning. So I try to, you know. Yeah, and it also creates some kind. Sometimes it can create a tunnel vision, which means True. you're so focused on your plans you forget about there's maybe another route to get to the same point. 
Yeah, you know, but I like to, I like that tunnel vision. Yeah, I'm in that tunnel vision since, since years. <laughs> uh, sometimes the hardcore tunnel vision. Yeah, sometimes I work on tracks for, for, for months. When I have to do anthems, it's, it's a long, long tunnel. Right, right. Um, and, uh, and, well, the, there is a question. I think Peter already answered this question, but uh, I'm still going to ask you again. Why should people attend your performances at uh, Decibel 21? Why should they come to your stage? Uh, on Sunday, on, on, both. on both. Well, on Sunday, because it's the closing out of main stage with Jimmy, so you really have to be there. It's going to be a crazy set for sure. <laughs> and we are going to celebrate the, uh, uh, the end of this shitty COVID. So that's the main reason. Right. Okay? That, that, that reason is good for Saturday and, for, and Sunday. So you just come here, come to the decibel to my stage or anywhere you want and celebrate life again. Right, great. And live and live loud and stay loud. So um, we can expect a, a, a EP down tempo, the next coming... Uh yeah, no, well, actually I have a new one. Uh, it's more uh, mainstream melodic and I'm going to start my set now with a new track which will be released tomorrow. And uh, I'm working on the down tempo EP which will be released, I don't know, <laughs> when it's finished. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but uh, for sure, um, I usually release like seven eight tracks a year and uh as always so it's gonna be a little bit of everything i like to you know release any kind of arc or from slow arc or to fast arc or so i don't mind it's gonna as be as uh, like i see i mean if it's I, gonna be development again yeah i mean if i like it that's that's the most important part right and peter do you have anything to add to this uh uh great conversation And then that I cannot wait to get on with life and festival <laughs> life uh, in 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 special because it's it's just it's taken too long, man. It's taken way too long. I haven't seen certain colleagues of mine since I don't know what, and maybe 15 months. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's too long, man. It's too long. We need to have beers. We need to have beers and have fun again. Yeah, a lot of beers. <laughs> Backstage and on stage. Ever, as long as there's beers and people and we can uh, uh, share the passion that Mad Dog talked about uh, together again and, uh, and share the passion for the music, share the passion for being together and uh, for, for creativity yeah. in the hardcore scene. So that's amazing. I want to thank you very much for, uh, for being here. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. And uh, if you are... Uh, on Spotify at this moment, then I suggest going to our YouTube channel and uh, SoundCloud from B2S because uh, there's going to be a, a gift from Maddock. He's going to play a short set with the, uh, uh, well, an iconic set. I can already tell yeah, it's going to be some, an iconic I have some set. some new tracks also. <laughs> so here you go. There's some uh, new tracks uh, to enjoy for you. I want to thank you for listening to this. I want to thank Peter for, even though he's in quarantine, he still wanted to join the show, which is awesome, Peter. There's a little delay. Too much. Maybe he was eaten by the dogs <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> so, but yeah. I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Peter, <laughs> and uh, hopefully the next. Uh, yeah, thank you guys too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, next time you better be here because uh, then we could. Uh, <laughs> it, it will be way more awesome. All right, I want to thank you for listening, and uh, uh, enjoy the set. If you want to enjoy the set, go to YouTube, SoundCloud, and I hope to hear you again the next time. Thank you. Let me yeah. give you some
popping they steeds. You hate me or you love me. Keep it moving in the mean streets.
Searching being in the atmosphere where all your God-given senses are ineffective. You may find yourself.